BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Podcast. I'm Dr. Tyler Hackbart. I'm Dr. Daryl Hackbart. And we are bringing health principles of chiropractic to life for you and to share the power of the Gonstead system of chiropractic, which we believe is the most powerful and precise technique in all of chiropractic. So thanks for joining us today. I know this is episode four. Uh, We've been just kind of amazed at how well things have been going. We're seeing more and more people download the podcast every day, which means people are listening. And uh, we're grateful for that. So thank you so much for tuning in each week. Um, We hope that each time we get on here, we're sharing things that are helping you continue your journey and go further in natural health, um, because today, more than ever, um, we need that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and go in depth today, because we're going to be talking about when kids get sick, right? Mm. And dealing with sickness from a vitalistic perspective, um, a vitalistic rather. So this is really uh, what I found is where the rubber meets the road in our health journey. Um, you know, we grow up learning things, lifestyle habits is usually about 75% of our health and 25% of our health is genetics. And so most of our health, a lot of times is learned through family experiences and, and whatnot over time. And so we've both been there, Doc, you and I, with our wives, so we've started to have kids and, um, you know, we have those tough struggles with our spouses trying to agree on what to do when your kids get sick, because it, it will happen. Everybody gets sick. And bringing in different opinions from those learned lifestyle behaviors of over 20 plus years. And now for some people, I mean, this is the first time they've ever really talked about it. You know, the first time that little Jimmy gets a fever and has this gnarly ear infection, it's like, oh, crap, here we go. Yeah, we haven't really even visited this yet. So yeah, and it's, it's interesting, because, you know, you we learn this in school, and then it's like, okay, does this really work? And, um, you know, and then it, it, what happens is our spouses are like, well, I know you've talked about it, but this is our kid. And, you know, that's really where the rubber meets the road. And it's like, well, yeah, but I'm going to stay up all night with this kid because he's got a fever and an earache. And is this really what's best for him? Because everybody around them is saying, oh, we give him antibiotics. Oh, you know, you do this and so on. And all the studies show antibiotics for your infections really do no good. I, I remember back in the 80s. The antibiotics did no good for ear infections. The studies were coming out. Yeah, and, we, and we'll see that time and time again when people come in. It's usually chiropractic is the last resort for an ear infection. And, we'll, you know, we have to empathize with those parents because they've been up for nights on end for weeks and whatever going through rounds of antibiotics. And so we got to walk them through the whole process. And we could do a whole other podcast just specifically on ear infections mm-hmm. and how to treat those naturally. But for today, you know, we're going to go in general 
Um, it really is. It's, it's things that, you know, it's most, most of the time it's not really parents' fault. They're just taught something that isn't true. And we can see that if we look at the numbers. You know, we look at the world's healthiest countries. USA is actually ranked 35th. Right. So if we look at that and then we, we go back to, OK, what do we actually spend on health care? United States is way above everybody, even the list as of, far as spending as far as spending goes, because they're spending upwards of now after 2020 report about twelve thousand dollars, pretty close to twelve thousand dollars per person on health care in America per year. Yeah, this is crazy. And I, and I remember reading a study back. Um, it was quite a while ago. And I and my memory may be fading on this, but I think it was the Illinois Blue Cross Blue Shield, and they did a study on people that were under regular chiropractic care. And, man, the statistics were uh, far less uh, drugs that they used, far less uh, medical procedures that they had, and far less health care costs. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's where I was going to go next is, okay, let's look at the number one. So what's the healthiest country in the world? That is actually Spain, and this was of 2019. So this was their healthcare expenditure per per capita in Spain per year was twenty five hundred dollars, just about a little over that, compared to America's now in twenty twenty twelve thousand dollars per person. And so, what are we getting for what we're spending? Well, we're thirty fifth on the list of healthiest countries. They're first. Well, think about it. that. Means third world countries have healthier people than we do. So even though we have more resources and we're spending more money, we're getting worse results than somebody who has less resources. And we're not uh, stupid people. It's just that we're, so. we're getting the wrong information. Right. And that's one reason why we're doing this podcast. Right. You don't hear information like this anywhere else. Anywhere else. And if you do, it's hush-hush, don't talk about that, you're a quack. You know? I mean, you, you went through this mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s practicing, and you know some of the docs who started their practices in the 1920s, I mean, that was like the crusader class. Mm-hmm. Some of those chiropractors were quacks, and some of them went to jail even for practicing chiropractic. Yeah, a lot of them went went to jail. You know, Dr. Gonstead, uh, the reason he went into chiropractic is because he was cured of rheumatoid arthritis. Well, a lot of chiropractors, most chiropractors had a miracle happen in their life and they're either in their family or directly to them. And that's why they went into it because there was such a stigma against chiropractic and there was people were going to jail. And so you didn't just go into it because it was a good business. Now a lot of chiropractors are going into it because it's a good business, you know type of a thing but it definitely wasn't that way for years and for years the chiropractor was the town quack and even when I started off it was um, there was definitely a lot of uh, anti-chiropractic and different things people would say and reactions and certainly the medical doctors wouldn't refer to us and that has all changed but at the same time it hasn't changed that much um, there is, still isn't you know ear infections People don't think of a chiropractor for an ear infection. Right. So we need to get into that and let people know what we do. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's a hidden gem. And it's what spurred on the idea for this specific topic for this podcast was a conversation my wife and I were having uh, earlier this week. And we were like, I know you and I have said this on our own. If people knew what we knew, they would do what we do. Mm-hmm. And Blaine and I were having this conversation. It's like, you know, People ask Blaine, you know, what do you guys do for your kids when they, when they get sick? I mean, do you give them supplements? And we're like, well, we have a couple that we give them, like the gen, the Fab Five, you know, the general ones, vitamin C, probiotic, you know, the, the general ones we do. But she said more than anything, it's chiropractic. And she's like, well, I do chiropractic. And well, 
how often are you do getting you though? checked? Do yeah. you? <laughs> so that's the thing is our idea of chiropractic is a completely different view of their idea of chiropractic. So it'd be like saying, I want to have a vegan diet, but I want my chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. want to train for the Olympics, but I want to train half as much as the rest of the Olympians. Right. And get the same results. Right. It's a, it's a lifestyle and it's an approach where um, you work on that spine first. Your whole idea, there's re- the reason you're having symptoms is because something's wrong with your nervous systems first. And that's what you're thinking of first. And um, I remember in the class we used to do with every new patient, we used to have them come to a class where we just orient them toward the chiropractic view. And one thing we talked about is what is health? And health isn't just merely not having symptoms. It's, we said at that time to simply put, it is your body functioning properly. Well, I don't know what the world the health... The World Health Organization, I could say that because I looked that up after we talked about that yesterday. <laughs> and it's the complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely in the absence of disease or symptoms. Right. So we would talk about function. So how does your body function? If Sometimes you might have symptoms and it's functioning great. Sometimes you may not have func- or may not have symptoms and you're not functioning well at all. So we would talk about, let's say you went over and had a chicken sandwich and um, you came back to work and, and, boy, it had salmonella in the chicken sandwich. And as the afternoon would go on, you're starting to feel sick to your stomach and you feel... You know, you feel nauseous, you feel all these different symptoms. Your patients are hearing your stumble, stomach growl at them. <laughs> yeah. So is that, and I would just ask them, so is that healthy that you feel that way or unhealthy? And people would be very confused. They didn't know, it's, uh, that's a trick question, is it, what should I say, you know? And it's, well, it's actually healthy that you'd feel that way, right? Because you should throw it up. The healthy response to salmonella in your stomach is to throw it up and get it out. That's healthy, even though it's a symptom. And so they'd kind of, okay, I can agree with that. And then I'd, then I'd get into fever, you know, okay. So when your kid has a fever, is it healthy or unhealthy to, that you have a fever? Well, then it's like, well, that's unhealthy. Really? So what is your body's normal, normal response to bacteria and virus? Well, I guess it might be fever. Mm-hmm. So that is a healthy response to the organism that's inside you. And the higher or the worse the organism, usually bacteria, the higher the fever. So when you take something, symptoms is just your body's way of telling you something is wrong, something's going on, you got to get to the cause. So like if a fire alarm went off, you wouldn't go over and cut the wires to the fire alarm. You try to figure out where the fire is and get rid of the cause of it. So on a fever, you don't uh, just try to take Tylenol to bring it down. Well, first of all, Tylenol is the number one cause of liver failure in America. Do you want to give your kid something that is the number one cause of liver failure in America? Oh, but Doc, it's just one little pill. Well, I, I've heard one guy came in one time and says, Doc, you know why these little pills that I take are so small? And I said, no, why? And he goes, because if they were big, they'd probably kill me. And we kind of <laughs> laughed about it, and it's like, I thought about it later. He's like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and we think about that, uh, we, I guess we, I should say we brush over that whole idea so often, and if you think about that at a larger scale and you say, okay, if a healthier person, let, let's say a completely healthy person, no symptoms, functioning at 100% optimum, they start taking a blood pressure medication, are they going to get healthier or sicker? Right, they're not going to be healthier. So a sick person taking a blood pressure medication, are they going to get healthier or sicker? Why all of a sudden does it change? Just because we've been taught that? 
because it'll change the symptom, bring it down to textbook normal. Right. And maybe the normal person's blood pressure is 150 over 100. Maybe that's their normal. How do we know? You know maybe, I, how do we know they didn't have white coat syndrome? They're just nervous yeah. at the doctor's office. Right. Or they just they walked over from the do- from their house that was five blocks away to the doctor's office and got in their blood pressure high. Right. So you go back to the kid with the fever. Maybe maybe Tylenol would bring the fever down, but is that going to help them or hurt them as far as fighting off the infection. And this is what it ties back to, I believe it was episode two, which was vitalistic versus mechanistic, is we've been so conditioned to think about our bodies in a mechanistic mindset through that lens because of our culture. I mean, you, I, we signed up for Hulu a few uh, months ago, and three out of the four commercials, every time we'd watch a show, would be pharma commercials hmm. and they would go on and on about the symptoms and then half the commercial was all the side effects that could happen right. including even in severe cases death right right so we got to get away from this mechanistic mindset even with natural health care where people are using natural health care mechanistically it's the same thing we're not really we're not trying to treat symptoms. We're kind of trying to help the body get to a point where it's functioning and optimum and maintaining homeostasis. So if you have a symptom, take this. That's what we're taught, right? And that, if that doesn't work, take these. And if all else fails and it's still not working right, cut it out. Right. Right. That's, yep. that's what we're taught. So something's wrong with that because if that's what we're taught on a main, um, a broad scale, and we look at the stats we just shared earlier about $12,000 per year that we're spending per capita. We're 35th on the list of healthiest countries. And, and here's another one. I looked into kids. Uh, this is from Washington Post. This is um, overall, let's see what it says. It's uh, U.S. ranks near the bottom of advanced nations in ch- uh, child wellness. And this is a new report, one year old. Um, and they're looking at stats. They say, okay, so mental well being, the U.S. ranks. Way down, so you got to scroll down, 32nd out of 41. This is only 41 countries that they, they analyzed. Okay, what's physical health? Well, that's 38th. What's skills? And it's only 41 countries? 41 countries, we're 38. Wow. Um, and 32, uh, rank 32nd in, as far as skills go. So something is wrong with that. I mean, that's, that's kind of pathetic in my mind that we're being fed this, spoon-fed this mechanistic type of mentality in our health care and we're getting that poor results, and people aren't getting their heads up and look. Well, I should say this. Give people credit. People are looking. Right. <clears throat> people are looking because they know there's a disconnect there. Right. We couldn't always say that in chiropractic. Right. It's finally gotten to a point where people are looking around trying to figure out different answers because they've tried everything the medical profession had to offer, but their kids are still getting sicker. But one thing I have noticed through the years of being in practice is it used to be either a chiropractic approach or a medical approach. And now there's so many options out there. There's the functional medicine, there's the, uh, you know, the oils and this and that and that. And that all is seen as natural, but it's really not. It's still a mechanistic approach. You still have take elderberry syrup if you're sick. Well... You know, not that elderberry syrup is bad because we actually love using elderberry syrup. Right. But we're not. That's the thing. It it goes back to the thing I said earlier. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You you can't want to be vegan and have your chicken. Right. Right. You can't want to do natural health care and get your kids healthy from a natural perspective and yet still have a mechanistic view of things. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> You're going to have a disconnect there somewhere, which is usually in our health. So when we look at it from a vitalistic standpoint, 
like you said with the fevers earlier, how are we treating a fever? Well, we're not treating it. We're trying to help the body run its course so that it can use those symptoms to fight off an infection or whatever it may be. So maybe we should just talk about, <clears throat> so we raised all our kids. We have five kids and we raised them and they, none of them had any antibiotic. None of them had, we didn't have any kind of, you guys didn't have any pain pills or there was no Tylenol, no ibuprofen. There was no drugs, prescription or non-prescription. There was nothing in our house. And so how did we do it? If you got a fever, we wouldn't. We would adjust you to to make sure everything's functioning properly. Because sometimes, if you're misaligned and the nervous system isn't functioning properly, maybe your body wanted to get a hundred degree fever and it would shoot it up to 104. It wouldn't regulate properly. So we we regulated it in a sense that we made sure that you weren't going overboard than what you should be as far as the fever. But then we would dress you warm. You know, we would put socks on your feet, put a maybe put an extra shirt on or put you in a sweatshirt and put you to bed with an extra blanket. We'd actually help the body. The body's trying to raise the temperature to kill the organism. We would actually help the body do what it's trying to do as opposed to trying to bring it down. We wouldn't fight the body. We would help the body. If you had a runny nose, we wouldn't give you something to try to dry it up. We would have you drink a lot of water and blow your nose like crazy because your body is trying to flush the sinuses. So why don't we help the body and drink more water and flush it even more and blow, blow, blow? Yes. So with that same point, so what happens if you try to fight the symptoms? So a lot of times they'll say with a fever, make sure you, you cool them off, right? Get their a cold washcloth on their head, do those things to cool their body off. Well, okay, from a vitalistic standpoint, your body is intelligent, mm -hmm. right? Why is the fever there in the first place? Your body's raising the temperature to kill off bacteria. So if you try to lower it even naturally with a cold washcloth, what's the body going to do? it's going to ramp it up even higher. Right. It's going to work harder to get that fever higher because it, you're fighting the natural tendency of your body to keep you healthy. And it just prolongs the illness. Exactly. If you help your body out, it's amazing. Your body's built to beat up on bacteria and viruses. And you might actually be over it in a day or two. But if you're doing that to Tylenol and two and things that dry up your sinuses and all... It's like it lasts for two weeks and three weeks. And poor little Johnny has these ear infections. They put him on antibiotics. And three months later, he's got ear infection. They put him on antibiotics. And three months later, he's got ear infection. And it starts this cycle. And well, you, now you need tubes in the ears. And, and by golly, they end up having allergies and, and all that kind Tonsils of stuff. Tonsils and adenoids removed. Yeah. And, oh, wait. And then that's the first line of defense. Oh, that's right. Well, what happens later on? Well, that stuff can get further in the tracks. Oh respiratory issues yep. oh once it's past respiratory oh but then it goes digestive then gut right so yep. it's just chronic illnesses down the road they start as little seeds that you sow in your children's health early and then they grow into bigger issues later on right so you know when we talk about chiropractic and using it as our, our means of keeping the body healthy for our kids you know we're talking about using it in the correct sense so when you talk about Treating or treating ear infections with antibiotics, people go, oh, I, you know, I finally want to try chiropractic. But they've been through this road so long, their kid's immune system is shot. Well, you know, one round of antibiotics, that whole gut flora is ruined. I mean, it, it takes, I saw one study, it takes over a year of getting good probiotics. And then if you have a second round, then it takes even longer and boy, you just have destroyed that whole. And the, the gut is the uh, your immune system. I mean, that's where your body's defense system is really in your gut. So you've just destroyed that. 
And boy, it takes a long time. And of course, people nowadays, I want results. You know, he's got an ear infection. Is he going to be better tomorrow? Is he going to be better, you know, well, not tomorrow, well, next week? Well, Doc, you said your kid got better in a day. Yeah, Well, exactly. here, here's the difference. We've been doing this since our kids were babies. They were adjusted within the first few hours. They've never had medications. They've, they've grown a healthy, robust immune system in their gut, right. right? So we've put in years of work. I think about a bodybuilder. They're putting in work and straining and tearing the muscle down to make it stronger and putting it to the test. And that, that's a good point, is, is making the better, tearing it down to make it stronger. Um, kids have to get sick. That's how you develop an immune system. Right. If you get chicken pox, you are immune to chicken pox for the rest of your life. You have to get colds and flus, and your body has to learn how to fight them off. And the worst thing to do is to fight the body's natural, God-given abilities to fight that off and learn that process. So if my kid's not going to get well from an ear infection in a day, then why would I even start chiropractic? Right. Well, do you want them to continue down the same road that you've been? Why, why did you come here in the first place? Because you're exhausted from going down that route, and you've seen your kid is not getting well. And I, and I think parents really, um, at this stage of the game, and this, they understand this isn't working. I mean, this is the third round, and... The antibiotics, says, this process isn't working, but they don't know where to turn. Right, and credit to them, they're they're looking mm-hmm. because they have their best, their kids' best interests in mind. But to get started, you know, they they may take a few days or a week to get over this ear infection naturally. But the more that they do that, the more that the next time you bring them in, get them adjusted, make sure they're hydrated, support their body's process. Each time they're experiencing an illness they're going to get over it a little quicker, mm-hmm. a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Their body remembers that. It's called T-cell immunity. It, memory cells your body has so that the next time it encounters that infection, it's stronger and more prepared for it the next time. Mm-hmm. So creating the right soil, we've talked about that before, in your kids so that they're getting stronger over time. Chiropractic is a huge part of that, but there's other lifestyle factors, obviously nutrition, probiotics, all those different things that we make sure that we do as a natural standpoint we do it regularly um, because, like he said, one antibiotic and all of a sudden that gut is, is toast and you got to rebuild, and it takes sometimes up to a year to do that. So, This is definitely worth another podcast just on this subject, but I, the other thing that I keep thinking of is, is there's ingredients to health, right? Your, a good health is there's ingredients to it. The main ingredient is in our opinion, is chiropractic and getting that nervous system functioning properly. You know, yeah, like chocolate chip cookies, the chocolate chips is what you think of, right? And people probably think of the nutrition maybe. But it's still, chiropractic is like the flour. You can't make cookies at all. I mean, the cookies would be okay without the chocolate chips. I'd still eat them. Yeah. (laughs) But if you don't have flour, you don't have anything. And that's really how we look at chiropractic and the nervous system. If the nervous system isn't functioning properly, let's say to your stomach, it don't matter what you put in that stomach; it's not going to digest well. Right. So you got to start with a good foundation first, and then add the next the next building blocks on top of that foundation. Otherwise, it all crumbles. So uh, I think we should. Well, let's spend another episode on this. We'll get into maybe some more specifics and some cases. I mean, I have multiple that I can share with our kids and just stories. So I think that would help some parents kind of mm-hmm. see, okay, what does it look like to come from a, a, a mechanistic to a vitalistic approach through chiropractic? And how do we change the trajectory of where our, he- our kids' health are going? Because 
that's one of the biggest passions of mine is having healthy spouses for my kids to choose from down the road. Yeah. That's why I got into chiropractic is for my family and for my family's her for my children's children's children right. right so this is a generational thing we want to make impact for years so that's all the time we have for today so stay tuned next week we'll try to get into episode uh, um, episode five will be a part two of this series uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast hit the like button share it with a friend or a family member or co-worker and uh, also let us know in the comments if there's any topics that you'd like to choose uh, or like to hear more about because we're always looking for more ideas to bring you more information about natural health and check out our YouTube channel. We have uh, many stories um, over the years that we've been building of people getting results through chiropractic care here at the office. So this is Dr. Tyler, Dr. Darrell, bringing you the Gonstead Chiropractic and Wellness Principles to educate you so you can live the best life possible. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.